get it out of there today. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hummel with Ford. My name's Phil Nightingale and Josh Prophet. Morning, Josh. Good morning. Sunny and 70 out there it today, is, Josh. It is. It is. It's somewhere, <laughs> somewhere just not here. But that's okay. That's how you got to take the positive attitude about what it is. But Happy New Year, everybody. And uh, yeah, first week's already shot, done, gone. So guess what? We're going to yeah. talk about this pretty fast in, this year. In the books. <laughs> in the books. <laughs> exactly. Hey, it's a call-in show. 316-462-3673. Right there on your screen. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, that's the number dialed right into the front desk. Tell the girls you want to get passion in the podcast with a question. And again, anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, anything in racing, anything whatsoever. Chili Bowl's coming up starting uh, Sunday's practice. Uh, I believe our trailer's inside there ready to go. So if you're going to the Chili Bowl, don't please stop by and check out our event trailer in there. Everything ready to go for that part, too. Going to be a fun time down there at the Chili Bowl all week. And, uh, of course, they got a few of our race cars, uh, dirt track cars in Vado, uh, New Mexico racing. So uh, a lot of fun down there, too. They'll be live on flow tonight for that part. But uh, exciting stuff for the Chili Bowl. But as always, each and every caller gets a great price package, about over 130 bucks. Josh, as always, what's in that package? Oh, we got a caller coming in, too. Yeah, so, so we uh, will mail it out to you. But it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. Uh, we use Motorcraft oil and filter products at Mel Hamilton Ford. Uh, while we're doing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components on that vehicle. You'll also receive yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that uh, nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG Products package which consists of a can of moa or motor oil additive for your engine oil and then cf5 for your fuel system again just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next five thousand miles of driving so uh yeah and we'll send that out to to each and every caller so so we got a caller coming in got don getting ready to come live through here we'll get him patched in through see what's on don's mind today what question he's got or comment question whatever it might be love to see what's going on morning jeff timing in all the way from Arkansas. We uh, so last week we talked about uh, you know with it being the the end of the year and New Year's resolution and stuff like that. We talked about new, so new uh, new vehicles and you know I had a couple callers call in and talk about their very first uh, new vehicle purchase. Um, and I think we can extend that on on into to this show as well because uh, it brought up a, a couple of different uh, topics. You saying first sure. new car? Well, so I I put it out there as in new, uh, either new their very first new vehicle they purchased or just new to them car. Um, and so uh, yeah, had a, a couple different questions, follow up questions with that. So hey, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Don. Don, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning. Hello there. Don, you're on live with Under the Hood. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How, how's Josh and Phil? We're doing doing excellent. Hey, Don, how are you, buddy? Okay. Are you back in Arizona? I am. I am. I just I just uh, had my truck service, you know, and and uh, quick lane, and they suggested maybe that I have my automatic transmission fluid changed. However, I didn't have time for that, and I've been thinking about putting on the uh, uh, extra capacity oil pan, and I wanted to get your opinion on that. Transmission pan or oil, engine oil pan? No, transmission oil pan. So do you do a lot of towing uh, with it? Is is 
Uh, well, I, I probably, uh, with 40,000 miles on my truck, probably 10,000 of it's been pulling a 36 foot trailer. Yeah. I see. I figured he's going to tell me a bigger number than that. I figured he's going to tell me about 90% pulling that trailer. <laughs> no, no, not that, not that fast. <laughs> not pulling at 90, just pulling it. Uh, I'll tell you, time. I'll tell you this, this, this old truck you sold me is, uh, uh, a trailer towing dude. You know, they are, and it's, it's amazing how, how these things can pull and what they will do and stuff like that, Don. And, you know, each year they keep improving these trucks. And I don't know how they do it, how, how that happens, but boy, I tell you each and every year they keep improving. But yeah, yeah right. they, they are some pulling trucks. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a trailer pulling dude. All I do is get in it, push the button for tow and haul and drag, you know what? Yep, yeah, I get it. So anyway, my opinion on the bigger pan, I don't know how much bigger it is, but anytime on a transmission, when you're pulling or whatever, you know, what's detrimental to the transmission is heat and then heat, uh, cooks the fluid inside there. So anytime you can put more fluid in there, towing like you do, uh, especially even if it's only 10,000 of the 40, uh, I think it's a gain. I mean, I just really do. I think it's a gain on that side of the coin just to protect that transmission. Cause I hate to say what it costs to replace a transmission today. It's not like in days back in years, years of my days to put a transmission in one of these are things that are expensive today. So that's my opinion. And the other thing I'm going to tell you too, Don, if we do do a flush on that transmission, I'd be putting the full synthetic oil in that transmission. Yeah. Okay. And well, I've, I've been thinking about it for uh, a good while. And I just, uh, when they mentioned that, I thought, well, I'm going to uh, ask Mr. Phil and Josh what they think. I, uh, you know, on, on my side of things is I, I don't think it's a bad thing for the extra fluid, but for me personally is the more I towed with a vehicle, the, the more often, the more frequently I would get it serviced. You know Correct. what I'm saying? That, that service interval, uh, excuse me, service interval on the transmission side of things, we usually say around 30,000 miles. Uh, but that, again, that's variable for each, uh, consumer and how they, how they use that vehicle. If you're pulling more, you know, that, that service interval is going to be more frequent versus somebody that's, uh, you know, just, uh, highway, normal driving, everyday driving. You know, yeah. Yeah. Everyday driving from there. Yeah. And so, uh, I think you could kind of skin that cat both ways, um, on. So is it better to put more fluid in it or service it or more service often? it more often? Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I guess my thing is, is, is I, I see both sides of the coin. If I was in Don's shoes, I guess the other thing was, is why I, my mind was made up to tell him to put the bigger pan in there because I really thought for what he travels and what he does with that trailer, that he'd be towing more miles than what he said he did. I was I was going to say 90% the trailer's hooked to that truck. That's what I was going to say, but but I get that too. So there, there's pros and cons both ways, Don, but uh, I don't know. To protect that transmission, I think maybe both. Keep the bigger pan on there <laughs> well, and everything else because them transmissions are expensive today. This thing has been as far south as the Mexican border in Texas and as far north as the Canadian border in North Dakota and as far west as Washington and California and in the west and yeah, back yeah. in one trip. Yeah, <laughs> so, I get it. Uh, it it's been pulled a lot of miles. Well, and my, you know, my biggest thing with that is uh, you take, take the, just the, the sheer expense of a, of a repair or a transmission breaking down, uh, out of the equation and look at it from a logistical standpoint of man, that's, it's never going to break at the right time and the right spot. You know, it's always going to be the most, <laughs> yeah. especially as much as you're traveling across country. I mean, you probably hit areas where, where there's, a lot of miles to even get somebody that could help or do anything, you know, with it. And then what do you do with the camper and you're stuck, you're stuck there, you know, so there for however long till, till the vehicle gets repaired and stuff like that. So, uh, 
you know, yeah for me it would be more of the making sure that i'm not that inconvenienced <laughs> i guess than anything yeah. don else. it goes back yeah. i use this on the show many times back when i was selling parts for you it was uh the old fram commercial <laughs> pay me now or pay me later <laughs> yeah it was it was a good days. yeah, yeah. It sure was I, that was that was 33 years of pure enjoyment i uh I don't think I ever regretted going to work a day. No, I get it. I get it a hundred percent. We had yeah, we had uh, wonderful customers, and uh, it was just a, a pure pleasure uh, serving uh, my farm accounts up there. It was a, a total pleasure. Yeah, I think about that every time I drive by that building out there on Highway Fifty. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, okay. Our- so are you, uh, how long are you sitting in Arizona? Well, until it gets hot here. <laughs> so it actually might be. Uh, is it, it sunny and 70 there? Uh, we've been uh, running in the 60s and low yeah. 70s. And, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, week before last, it was, I noticed 83. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you got yeah, it rough down here. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but it was really cold here this morning. It was 41 this morning at 730. <laughs> oh, boy. Howdy. Did you have to get your coat out? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wearing a flannel flannel shirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel sorry for you. That's, that's, yeah, that's a, that's the heaviest coat I've worn since I've been here. Yeah, I feel real sorry for you, Don. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been good, and I love it down here. I'm staying in a really nice uh, RV park uh, and great people. We have uh, every every day about three o'clock. We all get together and in our lawn chairs, and we call it wine time. Yeah, and there you go. It's, it's spent time and. And uh, then we have a potluck every every opportunity we have to put out one. Very good. So we had uh, we had about thirty people at our this uh, this RV park has thirty eight spaces is all it has. That's kind of nice. They're all nice, all nice big spaces and uh, really good people and uh, and certainly enjoy being here. This is my third time to be here, so. Well, it sounds like it might be there. Needs to be the fourth time and fifth time, probably for us. Well, I've already, I've already, my, I'm in, I'm in, my spot is called the snake pit. I'm oh, in a, uh, a level, all, I'm, a, I'm in a level all by myself and, uh, I have lots and lots of room. And, uh, uh, the reason it's called the snake pit here several years ago, uh, a guy had a rattlesnake by the, by his trailer and they, so they call it the snake pit. But, I don't know. I'd yeah, be careful. It's already, re- <laughs> it's already it's already reserved for uh uh twenty four. Well very good. Well good. It's well, my my spot. <laughs> Your spot. Well, I wish it's I was down there spot. with you hanging out if we know the truth, because this weather up here was like thirty one degrees, I think this morning we when I rolled out of this snow yeah, how everywhere. Much snow, how much snow did you how much know. snow did you get? Oh. You know, I would say at one time we had probably three and a half inches. Yeah, uh, I guess it's three, three and four, the, something like that. The ground temperature is so warm that <laughs> yeah, it, it melted was pretty fast. Off. It was melting pretty good, yeah, from that part, too. So. Okay, all right. All right, well, I'll let you get to somebody else here. Don, thanks for Thank calling. Have for a the, great time, and uh, we'll see you when you get back. Thank you. for. Okay, thank you for the info. See you, buddy. All right. Well, you're getting uh, Jason. Jason coming through. Good morning, yeah. Darren. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Jason. And good morning, Michael and Lisa. Thanks for joining in, everybody. And uh, 
Anyway, we got Don coming. Uh, John, who'd you say? God, I I Jason. Jason. Yeah, yeah. Can he spit my names out right? I didn't Can know I, if Josh? you had somebody else coming? Well, I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> let's get on the same page here. <laughs> the same page, same name, same something, right? Yeah. So uh, we get him patched through, and again, uh, we should ask him about a, for his first new vehicle. Oh yeah, we didn't think about asking yeah, Don that either. Ask, so. so yeah, those of you who don't know, Don was in Halstead, Halstead Auto Supply, <laughs> and I worked summer mornings for him. And learned a lot about the parks business stuff that I still use today. Summer mornings. Yeah, I would go in there in the mornings and work for him. And then I'd go in the afternoons and work for my dad. Oh, gotcha. My dad had a morning guy that worked for him and stuff. Oh, so it okay. kind of traded off back and forth. And uh, so, yeah. And then uh, had a lot of fun at that park store, that's for sure. Yeah, very good. Well, let's uh, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Jason. Jason, you're on live with Under the Hood. Morning, guys. Happy New Year. How are you? Good. Very How are good. you, buddy? Good. So I have a question. So I'm in the market for new tires for my Ford F-150, and I'm trying to decide, is it better to go with two or is it better to go with four? And what brand do you guys highly recommend? Well, it's all going to depend on a lot of things. Of course, we've got, and what are we up to now? 18 different models of tires. Yeah. We've got 18 yeah. different brands we can help you with, Jason. Uh, we first oh my need gosh. To, yeah, we first, <laughs> and there's a way to break it down easy to get you narrowed down to where you need to be, too. So that way, with all those different models, we can offer price ranges from wherever we need to be, different tread compounds, the different uh, traction compounds, all that kind of stuff that goes into place. So you've also, it's not just the size anymore that you've got to get correct. You've got to get a speed rating and a load rating. Uh, set up correctly on the on your vehicle and then we need to decide two-wheel drive four-wheel drive what are you going to drive how much you're driving so we're going to get a you know an all-season and we're going to get a highway tire you know depending on your driving habits and conditions and then we start narrowing it down from there but then the thing that i love to do more than anything is there's a rating on each tire not a mileage rating like some guys will say hey it's got a sixty thousand mile rating i don't like those uh, ratings. There's a UTQG rating that every tire manufacturer puts out, and there's a little. It's a little bit biased. So is that the speed rating? No, this is a, like a treadwear rating. There is a speed rating, correct too. Uh, okay. And then there's okay. a load rating. Uh, but the UTQG rating is kind of biased a little bit because each manufacturer does it on their own. But they really, kind of have their own chart that. Yeah, that it's not. It's not unified with, between yeah. all of them, but it's still a good rule of how long a tire will last. The lower the number, the higher. Uh, the lower the number, the less it's going to, the quicker it's going to wear, and the higher number, the longer it's going to wear. So I look at those numbers to try to decipher which tire do I really want to put on there. And sometimes it's going to cost more for that higher number. Well, yeah, but if it's going to wear longer, I'll, I'll pay a little bit more from that part. Uh, it's just like the other day we were looking at tires, and uh, of course it was for a high end car, and the highest rating we could get was 200. I yeah. mean, that tire is not going to last for oh hardly at all. Uh, from that part so that's where the issues coming in we got to just kind of sit down with you and and first plug it in with we've got a great computer program that helps you and you put in the size the load rate speed rating and then we can go high to low uh price rise we can search by brand all that kind of stuff and just start playing with the numbers but first we just got to you know look at the tires that's on your truck see how they're wearing what you did what you liked about them what you didn't like about them and then kind of play together but that's what i love about us is we have 18 models you walk into most tire stores jason you're going to get maybe two to three maybe four options of brands of tires and guess what we can offer you all these brands of tires i think we see that a lot on uh, a lot of the trade vehicles that we'll take in when you walk out there and like man that tire does not belong on that car or you know uh, you got the wrong load rating or speed rating or and that's uh for me you can affect the vehicle so dramatic from where it's supposed to handle and how it's supposed to feel and you know on everybody thinks well speed rating well it's uh 
yeah, I'm not going to be driving that fast. Well, that's, that's also plays into how stiff that sidewall is of that tire and how it's going to handle and perform. And again, you know, when you talk about, it's just like anti-lock brakes or airbags or stuff like that. I mean, you, nobody really cares until they really care. And then at that point, you know, you, you've got to have the best, the best things going for you to either avoid an accident or, you know, uh, maybe lessen, uh, the impact of, of, an inevitable accident, uh, for sure. So, yeah. Well, on a truck, you're not going to go very fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a race car. Well, and, and Jason, you're correct about that too. And this is where, you know, years ago when these speed rated tires come out, people say, well, you know what, I'm not going to drive that fast. And I get that. But the difference is that car is designed to have that kind of a sidewall, that kind of a traction factor behind it, even though you're not going to drive, say, 150 mile an hour. But the construction of that tire is going to help that car as you corner, as you brake, as you accelerate, all that kind of stuff plays in the, in the factor uh, from that part. So you got to be careful with that speed rate. And that's why it's come more crucial today of uh, this load rage for the, how heavy your, or light your vehicle is. And then the speed rating. And that's what's happened to us. I see cars pulling the service drive all the time, Jason. It's got the wrong application, totally wrong. And then you start looking at the load and speed rate. They're not even close. And what that amounts to is that customer rolled into a tire store. They only had two or three options, and in that, in that particular size, that's the only tire they had. So, guess what they did? They sold them that tire. Or if somebody's just strictly shopping by budget, typically is the other side of that too, and you know, not understanding really what they're what they're purchasing. Uh, yeah, from there. Yeah, yeah. So, Jason, we just right. need to sit down with you. We need to get that size pulled up, and then look at your tires. It's on your truck. Uh, pull up the high and low prices or whatever, and then you know nail it down to what we've got available. That's the next thing. What's available? It's like the other day I was looking for some tires for an F one hundred and fifty, and your tire tool has all. I, mean, I bet I bet on that truck there was probably forty options of tires, but availability was only about six. So I still had six tires to mm-hmm. choose from uh, from that part. But the tires are still listed out there because uh, it's just like anything else, back orders and things like that and availability stuff right. uh, to get those tires. But my biggest thing is, is first start looking at your truck, how your tires are, what you liked, what you didn't like about them, how they wear and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then start piecing it back into that equation of what's going to be best to fit on your right. truck. And, and it's and a lot of people, you know, shop for price. And again, we, we price match guarantee everybody. But my thing is, it's not always about price because if I can put a tire on, it's going to wear twice as much, but only cost me 10 or 15% more. Well, I guess what I'm going to spend 10 or 15% more to give me a tire. It's going to wear longer Yeah, from that part. Well, much as tires are right now, I think you'd want to go with the best, you know, with the, the best brand out there. And, and the, like you said, what's going to fit you the best price doesn't even matter at this point. It's more about quality. There's so many variables that go into that though, as far as, you know, how long you're going to have the vehicle and sure. you know what, what your intended use is for and stuff like that. And, and just with the options or selection we have, that's the that's one of the things that I love about uh, being able to provide that to a consumer yep. is yeah. just all the different options. You know, and there's everybody's out there has got their brand of tire. And, you know, I have my my thing is I don't have a favorite tire. I have a favorite tire by application. I mean, I, yeah. like on, a, say, an F-150 crew cab, it's just normally driven, everything else like that. I mean, my favorite best tire out there that I love the best is a Michelin Defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you might have somebody that is a Goodyear fan. Well, uh, uh, or if you might be, uh, if that you consumer is using that truck more, you know, uh, dirt roads, muddy, you know, conditions, things like hunting, you know, we've got a lot of hunters and stuff like that, that they're going to be kind of mm-hmm. off road with that. You would necessarily wouldn't use that defender in that situation. Correct. You know? Cause that's not going to work. So this, more like an all terrain type. There you go. So that's what I'm saying. Everybody, the normal F-150 driver out there today, that if he's not, uh, 
not, you know, uh, going off road or getting on dirt roads or whatever. That's my favorite tire is a Michelin Defender for an F-150. But again, like Josh said, if you're going off road, you're going to live on a dirt road or you're doing some hunting or something like that, that Michelin Defender is not your tire. We've got a, a fleet of vehicles that a guy has a, a company and they do a lot of, uh, you know, snow removal, stuff like that. And there's a, the Goodyear mm-hmm. Duratracks and that guy like. Just oh, exactly. Now, if I had believes in those tires and they're, they've proven that they work for his application and what he's doing and stuff like that, but you wouldn't want that on a, I mean, the other day we've seen an Explorer roll in here that had those. On no, oh, I know. Like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't match. That's <laughs> not the tire <laughs> for an Explorer. There. Yeah. So that's a perfect example. That customer probably rolled in a tire store. That's all they had to offer. Well, forget about the cars. If you're going to go off-road and buy a Raptor, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not, in an ex- not an Explorer. I mean, they didn't have the ground clearance to match the lugs <laughs> on the tires, so, but, but they were on there. Yeah, exactly. So, so the second part of my question, I'll let you guys go. I really do appreciate you guys taking my call because you, now you're really starting to make me think. But is it better to buy a set of two or a set of four? I always believe in a set of four just to keep the rolling resistance okay. the same, all that kind of stuff. And anymore in a four-wheel drive, you definitely want to keep them the same because yeah. you don't want to have a different circumference yeah. on the front versus the rear. That's hard on transfer cases and stuff right. really badly. That's also on all-wheel drive vehicles. Just like the other day, I got involved with a customer. He ruined one tire. Tires had about 20,000 miles on them. He said, man, I hate to throw these tires away. I said, but you're going to have to. It's cheaper to put a set of tires on it is than what it's going to do to your powertrain mm-hmm. and tear out your transfer case or your differentials and stuff because those tires are spinning different uh, diameters and they're spinning different speeds and an all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive can't take that. All right. Guys, I appreciate you've been very helpful and I'll do some searching and uh, I'll come look you guys up. I appreciate it. Hey, right, uh, Jason, if you got a second or one last, uh, how about first new vehicle? Sure. You would? The first, uh, first brand new vehicle that you'd ever purchased. Well, <laughs> funny story. Ironically, my wife is not a Ford fan. I apologize. You know, I try to con- try to get her off That's the dark okay. side <laughs> of the get Chevy, and I, and I can't do it. But we bought a brand new Chevy Equinox RS here a few weeks ago, and we just love it. So it's it's my first time ever buying a new car, her second. And the Chevy Equinox RS, so did you guys order it, or did uh, you just found one? I actually found it online. It just came in, and I got a really good deal for it that I couldn't pass up. That's why I drove to Payola, Kansas, to pick it up. Yeah, so you drove a little ways to get it. That was going to be the next yeah, question. Is how I have forty? You only have forty-seven miles. <laughs> <laughs> you you put more miles on it getting it home than it had on it when you got it. Exactly. Yeah. It's what it is, right? It's not even broken yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, well, very good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the call, Jason. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Have a good day, buddy. You too. Bye. And Rick Strigarow just jumped in and says his dog ate the homework. Nice excuse, Rick. That's really nice. Really nice. Dog ate the homework. Come on. Got a better excuse than that, Rex. Anyway, Greg Murray, what your tire warranty is different than the box stores too. Uh, and he is right about that. The uh, our warranties are better with the t- with the road hazard and everything else from that part. And just think about it. if you went to a box store and bought a set of tires and got a, a defect, what you're going to go through to get that tire back and sent back and taken care of and all that kind of stuff too. Uh, that what I will tell you though, you got to be careful because I don't. I, I, me being out of this just a little bit, Josh too is like for example, Michelin would take a make a tire like it used to be the old XLT tires we had. But they'd sell it to the box stores or the wholesaler, I mean, the the Walmarts of the worlds and that sort of thing. And they'd have like a, it was, I don't remember the exact name of it too. It was like a YLT or something like that. A different tire. It'd be Everybody, so close. So close, but it wasn't the same tire. It wasn't the same. It wasn't the same 
deal, whatever. And it was cheaper. Why was it cheaper? Because it wasn't made as good as quality as that sort of thing, too. We're not selling those kind of tires from that part, from that standpoint, too. So just be careful when you go to those box stores. But you're right. Our warranties are better. We're going to stand behind it. You got to, you can come see us. We'll be right here for you. Uh, I love our I love our road hazard warning, Josh. And yeah, kind of agree with that, too. When you buy a tire from us, we offer that to you. So if you do ruin one or whatever, uh, and we're not, we're not, we don't prorate, correct? So that is a, when you buy a road hazard, it is a three-year uh, complete replacement. And that's good at any, any Ford dealer um, nationwide. So if you're traveling or whatever, that's yeah. all you got to do is find a Ford store. The the best thing about that on the road hazard side of things is it's registered to the VIN of the vehicle. So you don't have to worry about having paperwork and, and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not very good at that. Keep really? receipts not- or anything. Is, I don't keep them. I, uh, yeah. I, my wife is the exact opposite. I, I'm, she's got stuff things filed <laughs> <laughs> away from, uh, she's uh, watching she's yeah, listening josh sure, you, you're, you're busted yeah, there's busted. crap filed away from 20 years ago and it's like nah yeah uh, me gotta either go. I got, got to go see you later have I'm, a nice day I'm right walking out of wherever i no, you, you need a receipt nope the, the very first trash can i come to nope. that's where that thing's going so i don't need a receipt uh, that's for sure so. there's been many times i've uh that's bit me in the butt but that's okay too so <laughs> yeah so anyway, great thing about our warranties, great things about that part. But the other thing I love is a price match guarantee. If you see another brand 30 days after you buy a set of tires at a better price than we offered you, we're going to price match and give you that money back too. So, uh, and Josh, do you ever really do very many of those price match guarantees? You know, I can think of, uh, I, I you know, that, that does happen, uh, but it is very seldom. You know, in a month's time, we may do five of them um, from maybe. Uh, and it just depends on the month and sales going on and everything like that. So, yep, I get it. Okay. So anyway, we've got another caller coming in, right? Yeah. Going to get them patched through here. Get, uh, Ed. Yeah. Going to get Ed patched through here in just a couple seconds here. Stuff too. So we'll see what's on Ed's mind, uh, from that part. So, um, great conversations on tires. Of course, we, everybody needs some good tires right now today with that traction and everything that's out there too. So, uh, yeah, that was definitely a topic of discussion yesterday. I had a couple of cars come in that uh, saying, hey, uh, can't get any traction. What or why? <laughs> and then you you go to look at the tires. And, you know, and that's that's the biggest thing, on again, on that multi-point inspection is to be able to prepare for that or budget for that. Because, I mean, there's cases where you're talking $1,000 for a set of tires and to, to just expect that expense all at once is is tough well and so, that's why if you come to us and let us do your multi-point inspection we'll monitor those tires and tell you how they're wearing down just like your brakes so you can plan for it and it's not a surprise uh from that part and uh where's ed not uh so, not quite yet not sure where ed's at what's happening to ed there or whatever so uh kind of pausing there i was trying to get some more comments going here and stuff but uh got ed yeah you know that part We'll go to the phone and talk to Ed. Ed, good morning. You're live with Under the Hood. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing uh, doing great today. Talk to somebody that's sunny and 70, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you're, everybody talking about tires this morning. Uh, I got thinking that I've been thinking about, I got, you know, I got my 22 uh, F-150 Marriott, and uh, I've been thinking about uh, and when I get ready to replace tires on it, uh, doing a, a level, a level one, but a little bit bigger tire. My question is, I got the blue cruise and I've heard that that will mess up. You do it. Do you have any info? 
So, yeah, so that is a, that is a very good point. Uh, and that is something that can be achieved or done, but, uh, you would have to go through and do the, the recalibrations, uh, on that, on that system for it to work. So if you just put the tires on, honestly, it would probably work. But as far as the degree of accuracy, um, it would be incorrect because you're changing the ride height of that, of that truck and where those sensors are and where they're, where they're reading the road. Um, and so, yeah, there would need to be a calibration. Now it really would depend as to whether it would work out of the box or not would depend upon, you know, how, how much bigger you're talking, whether there was like a leveling kit involved and, and stuff like that, uh, with it. But, but regardless one way or the other, that is something that, uh, would have to be recalibrated. And we have all the equipment. It's not cheap equipment. It's a very expensive equipment to sit there and line up all these cameras. And it's not just one or two cameras that's on these vehicles anymore to make everything work and be accurate uh, from that part. But we do have the equipment to go back in and recalibrate and get it I back. Mean, you, yeah, you're correct. You, with the with the blue cruise comes the the lane departure, the you know the Lanky collision avoidance. avoidance. The, um, a lot of times your uh, objection detection system is part of that uh you know there's there's several other features and functions uh as a part of that truck when you get to to the level of something with blue crews in it so yeah I, i'm debating i know it probably will decrease the mileage a little bit too when i do that but you know just yeah, i just like the level truck look a lot better yep but I, uh, there's pros and cons both ways and i get it and uh, we do a lot of level kits and a lot of tires and stuff to make yeah. them level up and everything else too. So I get it. They do look better level. I get it. And uh, you're right. It is a trade-off for some less fuel and mileage and, and that sort of thing. But uh, it's a little more expensive nowadays to be able to get all those cameras and all the systems working correctly. Yeah. yeah. All right. I was just wanted to know if it was possible. I know I've heard both ways. So uh, I'm just kind of curious. So. Well, very good. Ed, do you have a uh, first new vehicle story? Oh, let's see. First new vehicle I bought, brand new, would have been a 1980 Mercury Capri. 1980 Yellow. Mercury Capri. Oh, Capris. Remember them quite well. Yeah. yeah. Been an age yeah. on me, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like that. So was it, uh, is it something you ordered or you just uh, stumbled across it and thought, I got to have that? Actually, at the time, uh, I was living in north central Kansas and I drove down here to Wichita and bought it uh, uh, off the lot. And uh, uh, there's a young guy in the insurance business and uh, needed something that, uh, you know, got halfway decent mileage and they had a good sell on them. I don't remember what they gave for it, but I know it wasn't that much compared to today. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was yellow, had uh, black and white plaid interior. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that quite well. <laughs> little, I think it was a little V6, little, little uh, I don't, can't remember if it was a V6 or a 4, I don't remember for sure, but I know I didn't have it very long. I had an older gentleman blacked out and pulled out in front of me at a stop sign. I was running about 50 mile an hour and T-boned him. And so the car didn't, you know, it didn't take too too good to that. So it was told, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's my experience with my first new car. All right. Well, that's cool. That, uh, that would be a pretty severe accident. I'm guessing in that older steel like that for sure. You know, didn't get hurt or nothing either though. Right. 
Yeah, thankfully we had our seatbelts on, but I did yell. I did suffer injury later. Uh, I I smashed the steering wheel with my 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 mouth, Ooh. and amongst uh, me, it uh, killed all the roots in my teeth. And so down the line, I started losing my teeth over the deal. Oh wow! Mm. So yeah, so yeah, fun. it uh, yeah, <laughs> it ended up being a, a whole extraction deal down the line, but. Uh, yeah, it, that that was really the only injury. But uh, well, I guess it could have been worse, but it's still no fun. I get it. Yeah, yeah, it could have been worse for sure. That was I. I don't remember if we had uh, just had lap belts or had shoulder belts, and I can't remember. Boy, nineteen eighty. Sure. Yeah, see, that would be got to be lap. That's why belts. I think you probably hit the steering wheel. I think we probably just had lap belts back then in eighties. I'm I'm thinking so. I can't remember for sure, but yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably why yeah. your, your mouth hit the steering wheel from that part. Because if you had had a shoulder restraint on, I don't think you'd have hit it. But, yeah. but anyway, if we'd had airbags, too, you'd probably been okay, too. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all the different technology today is crazy, isn't it? It sure is. It sure is, yeah. yeah it makes things more expensive, but in the long run, it's worth it. Well, yep. well, very good. Well, thank you for the story and the phone call this morning. Hey, you betcha. You guys uh, have a very happy new year. Hey, you, you too. too. Thanks, Ed. Thanks. All right, some great calls coming in here this morning, and we're wanting to know, what is your first new car? Or you got a story like Ed had there. So 316-462-3673, love to hear from you. And uh, Josh, so I guess I'm going to throw it at you. What's your first new uh, car? So we went through this. Uh, yeah, oh, last we, week, we, did we, you, we when I wasn't here? Last week when you weren't here, so the Silverado this pickup was Whoa, 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 yeah. back up here a minute. Yeah. New or used? Uh, new, it was brand new. Brand new, what yeah. year? It was an 03. Yeah. Oh, three is your first new car. I think it was. Yeah. Okay. Was so let's 03. go back up. What's your first Oh one? yeah. So we've talked about that too. Like uh, okay. high school, I think I had, I don't know. I think I had five cars. No, what was school. the first though? The very first one was a 80. Uh, I think it was an 80. You don't uh, even know the year. Uh, pretty sure it was an 80 Buick Regal. All right. So was, uh, I had, I had a, yeah. I got some stories about a Buick Regal yeah. too. Yeah. And it was, uh, and, and that's what I said too. Last week I said, you know, it was pretty fast. I had, I had three different motors in that car. <laughs> in the Buick? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there was a 327 that was built and then a 350. Um, but anyways, I don't know. Then it maybe had yeah, I know, 400, 500 yeah, yeah. horsepower or something <laughs> yeah. like Nothing that. Nothing like today, right? And, and back then it was like, it <laughs> we was We thought fast. we were the shit yeah. back then, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. It oh, was, yeah. It really was fast. And then like right now, uh, nothing. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's nothing. I, I still remember, uh, with my Chevelle, I used to get teased that I had wing nuts on my motor to, for taking it in and out. I think or it was in and out. Or more, it was. I think it was out more. It was in because <laughs> of jacking with it and stuff too. But uh, yeah, I think maybe you know, I thought I was at shit with 350 horsepower today. And now today, if you didn't got at least six or seven hundred, yeah, you nothing. Well, yeah, absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you know, the difference too is back then those motors loped and everything hard to oh, start. Yeah. Everything else yeah. like now you hit the key and they. they Idle so smooth, and then you stomp on it. And look out! You got don't even act like you got anything under the hood. It's a sleeper. Yeah. That's why <laughs> Jake keeps side. telling me go back and rebuild my Chevelle back. No, yeah, I'm going just... to spend that kind of money. I'm going to buy me something nice that can get cruised yeah. in and go, and not have to worry about if it's going to leak oil or what's going to start, <clears throat> where the gas is aged <laughs> out in it or whatever. And you'd it might be working be. on it just as much as you oh, <laughs> never-ending battles. What that yeah. would be, but you know, for some people, that's that's their fun, that's your joy. Yeah. Just not right now. That's not. Maybe someday that'll be my fun and joy. Yeah, but I so doubt it. What uh, I don't know what 
what happened there. But what uh, what was your first new car? Brand new car. Eighty five Grand Prix. Oh yeah, was my first new car. Yeah, two tone silver uh, on the top and the darker gray on the bottom. So eighty five did. They supercharged those, didn't they? Was I it? had the 305 small block four barrel. Oh, gotcha. Is what okay. I had in that car. Loved that car. That was a great car and everything else, too. The thing I didn't like about it when I bought it, I wish I would have had put the sh- uh, center console shifter in it. I had a column shifter in it. Oh. But when I went to buy it, that's all they had. So yeah. that's why I bought it. But uh, loved that car and everything else like that. And then uh, that was my first brand new car that I yeah. ever bought. And traded it on the Trans Am. I'm still trying to find that Trans Am. I still like to go down to Texas and kick somebody's butt over that Trans Am <laughs> I didn't get. But over over losing that deal. Yes, I had my exact car that was just like my '87 Trans Am. Found, purchased, agreed to a price, and the guy jacked me out of it. So I don't know. I uh, again, I think that kind of goes back to throwing those receipts away whenever you're done with them right out of, right out of the like store. That. Is I it floors me when somebody says, you know, hey, I still have my high school car. I still have my this car just because a man once i've decided to kind of move on with something it's gone but there's a lot of times in that situation or scenario it's like you know it'd be kind of cool to have that back again or whatever yeah so, no anyway some, someone's commenting on a, some 80s buick regal was it must have been pea green is that right no it was not <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was not <laughs> what color was your regal it was uh it was blue i was trying to think of blue what. that's odd yeah so well, i painted it which, oh really yeah i mean it wasn't bought bad for us. Somebody going to cry on can was it? <laughs> no, it was actual. All it right. was actual paint. Actual I can paint. remember. Uh, I remember uh, starting in on that project and uh, painting or getting ready to paint it. And my grandpa, uh, you know, he's like, "Hey, we're going to do this right if we're going to do this." Yeah, but I just remember, you know, being young and getting impatient and stuff like that. And he's like, "No, you got to take the time and." You know, oh, yeah. to I, to make it come out decent. Body work's not one thing for me. Yeah, I've it, I've never done body work. I decided at that point right then and there I had zero interest in body <laughs> me work either. It's fun to paint some of a god dang to prep it and get it well, ready. Yeah, and that's and all what, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm out here. I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll just do this and this and this, and here we'll be painting. And no, the uh, prep work that he uh, he said that you know we got to go through and all that stuff. But it was uh, yeah, it was definitely time consuming. I appreciate those body shop guys, but everybody's got their, their knack and their, their knowledge niche. and their training and their talent and everything else in that part. But the body work is just not one of my, I'll take body parts on and off stuff like that, but prepping and doing all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like you go in there and you do all the prep work. You think you got it right. You start painting and then here comes the fish eyes and here comes the bubble or, and something didn't right. Oh, <laughs> no, thank you. If you don't, I mean, today, you know, now the paints today, I mean, totally different. I mean, with the paint boost they've got and the drown drafts and all that kind of stuff, a lot of that gone out. So maybe I would like it now if I, uh, stuff. I don't, I said maybe. I didn't yeah. say I would. Yeah. I said maybe <laughs> with all the new technology and stuff that's out there to paint and everything else too. But uh, it's fun to me. I love to paint, but I don't want the prep to get in there to get it done. The, that's uh, my problem. I, I can't get over the, like the fumes and stuff like that. I mean, it just seems like it would be so harsh, but I'm sure they've got way more eco-friendly stuff than, you know, the, well, and I think a lot of that too, they went to that high volume, low pressure paint now too. Yeah. They went to more water-based paints and that kind of thing too, uh, from that part. But, uh, I will tell you like the, <laughs> the, just the appearances and the colors and stuff like that, that the manufacturers have come out with, uh, every year it's, 
it's just amazing, you know, some of the the tri coats and the depth that they can get out of some of these paints. But then you take them and you put them under a just being in the industry, you know, from a it's a it's a every manufacturer is a, about a 30 foot paint job. You know what I'm saying? It, look, it looks really good from, from 30 feet, but, and I think that's just part of being in the industry, you know, the, the, normal, the normal person probably doesn't, doesn't pick up on that or anything pick else like up that. on any of that stuff. But I mean, you can take a, a brand new vehicle off an assembly line and, and look at it and see, you know, orange pills and oh. fish eyes. And, but I get it from a manufacturer standpoint is that, you know, Mash produced. Yeah, we're, we're producing these things right and left. And so, yeah, understand yeah. that. Uh, as well i uh watched a uh deal and it was on i don't know it was on like fox business or something but it was over the auto auto industry you know in the early uh early 20s and 30s and it was really a lot about henry ford and stuff like that but then i didn't realize i didn't know uh that dupont uh was so the company, the DuPont family, there was several members of the family, and one of them really kind of screwed the other family members out of their shares. That's of stock odd. That's odd. That doesn't happen to, to gain control over that. But then they, he went and took over GM solely yeah. and kind of made GM GM big. Uh, but I didn't realize that there was that connection there between DuPont and GM as as much as there was. I kind of remember that a little bit too, because I remember back in the day when you like on the sill panels of the cars, you know, had the Fisher body yeah. and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I'm trying to remember was was even there some was DuPont. A, yeah, there was. Uh, uh, that's the exact same that I thought of is those body uh, Fisher that, body designed by Fisher, and then there was a DuPont emblems on those as well. Um, but then also the other thing that was super interesting in this documentary, I think it was like 1929 uh, that DuPont had come up with GMAC for the financing side really of it. DuPont did. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I mean, it was through GM, Yeah, uh, it, but he was controlling that. And I was thinking, man, in, the, in you know, like 29, 28 or 29, um, and that's really when GM kind of took over the, the leader, the leader uh, for that little stint. Um, because you know, the model A's weren't changing or anything like that, but the, I would have thought, man, in 29, like nobody would be financing anything. Just, you know, just, uh, think about for, them finance well, contracts. Like, yeah. I, you know, more to the mouth on a napkin and yeah, just pay me that, t- that, is, that, that is couple exactly. dollars a week. And, but they said, that's really where it kind of GM, uh, took over and, and led in that deal. And I'm thinking, okay. And this is no disrespect to anybody or anything like that, but yeah, I, I'm going to put my goat up as collateral or my horse up, horse horse. up as collateral or saddle. You know what I'm saying? Boots. Uh, yeah. Think uh, about the collateral they put up like, back then. I just, uh, I don't know. I definitely been a different, been yeah, a different world. Definitely a different world for sure. And going back to a handshake being a deal, you know, uh, of somebody's, somebody's word. Um, yeah. Not anymore. Doesn't uh, work that way anymore. Sure. <laughs> So. Yeah, it's just like last time I'm sitting at home, I got a phone call from the F&I guys. We have a customer questioning so many different things and stuff like that. And I finally said, look, uh, you know, we have we have things we got to protect ourselves. They got things to protect themselves. If this guy's being that argumentative, it's he's not worth selling a car. And uh, I just told him, I said, look, if, he, if he's being this difficult and not wanting to work and not understanding all this paperwork, I mean, go buy a house. Yeah. Think about what that's like. But it, yeah, I get there's a lot of paperwork now to buy a car, and it's strictly because of the laws. And things that have come out and the way that the government has tried to protect the consumer and everything else from that part. And I said, look, if he's being this difficult, he's going to be difficult the rest of the whole process. So I said, just just 
tell them, no, thank you. We're not selling the car. They call me back 10 minutes later. Guess what? Well, he, he settled down and he's buying the car. Well, I'm still not sure I'm happy with this deal, but again, it's not ours. It's not as us as it is. The government's has mandated all these different paperworks, all these different forms, but I get it. The people have been manipulated, not truthful. All that kind of stuff has happened over the years and deceptive selling and different things from that standpoint. Uh, and that's what's led to all this paperwork. Yeah. Just document and, everything. I mean, honestly, the other side of that is that, okay, let's let's say that person was in here trying to buy a vehicle under your information. You know, you would be thankful for that all of those safeguards were in place. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. But nobody wants to look at it from that side of the coin. They just want to look at it, what the inconvenience is for them. And I, I get it. You know, it's the, it's the bad apple that ruins it for everybody, you know. And I get it. That's not why we've went to our new system we have now. It's all electronic. Uh, we're protecting your da- data as you give us your drive. You know, you should go, we take a picture of your driver's license. Can't do that anymore. Yeah. Insurance, uh, all that different thing. Even your credit application now is all digitally res- and held in a, in a cloud that will protect your data from getting, you know, in, in, you know, taken and everything else. That part is a little bit of a pain. Well, now that we're doing it, it's a little bit easier. If you want to know the truth, uh, from that standpoint, you know, we just basically send some links to the customer to fill out their credit application and then also upload their trade even. Uh, and again, all that data is protected and it's not paperwork anymore. That's been laying around uh, from that part, but that's just extra steps we're taking. There's new rules and laws coming down the pike. They're supposed to be out there January one. Now they pushed them back clear into July. And I get it because it's such a big change for a lot of dealers out there to do business and stuff like that, too. But we're trying to stay ahead of the game and protect your data now. And we were doing this six months ago, uh, doing this, trying to protect your data and everything else that part. But, uh, you know, I get some people that don't have, it, you know, different phones and different things. But, uh, you know, it can be done on a PC or whatever, too. Or it can be done right here in the store. We can flip the screen around and let you do it right here electronically. Uh, from that part. But again, that's just how everything has evolved and into this equation and, and protecting everybody. And I get both sides of the coin. We got to protect the consumer. They, we have to protect us uh, from that part. So anyway, about running out of time, Josh, 316-462-3673. How about just, what's your first new car? Let's hear what it is. Josh and I split it out. Yeah, got it, got it out there for sure. Got that Speaking pea of- green <laughs> regal. Regal running around. I had a maroon 85. Yeah. I just had it for a time being. I just bought it for a time being. I didn't, I didn't, wasn't my, I didn't buy it on, I did buy it on purpose, but I, it was a need buy because I needed something now and I didn't have anything. And so I had the old Regal. Had to, had to go get one. I had to get it. It was all like, I mean, it's the first thing I caught that I was decent enough yeah. for me to have or whatever. 85 Chevy Nova, Matt O'Connor. New, was that new, Matt, or was that used? That's what we're after. What's your first brand new car? I guess what what is your yeah. first car you ever bought? I guess that's thing. So Matt, that's your first car. Was it new or used? Number one. And we got a call. Richard's coming up here. Let's get Richard we'll past three. Let's see what his first car was. So I guess we got to cl- clarify that, Josh. Is it new, yeah, used, so or just start, started first? out at, as new? And then uh, you know, if uh, if you hadn't been down that road yet, then yeah, just what's your first? So Matt got an eighty-five car? Nova. Was used on his, and Josh's was an eighty. P green regal <laughs> Greg Murray, 1999 Mercury Cougar V6 brand new. Okay. A Mercury Cougar Cougar. Yeah. yeah. I looked at, uh, what year would that be in 82? I almost bought a Cougar, but I didn't, I, I was, I was slipping up there. Cheryl profit 76 Plymouth Bellare. Oh, I remember those things. Sp- Spitfire orange off the showroom floor. Remember that quite well. <laughs> She had a uh, Trans Am too there for a little while. Did she? That 
Again. Tyler McMahon, first car, 76 Cutlass S, red, 354 barrel. 354 barrel. Yeah. Well, very good. Hey, uh, let's uh, let's go to the phones and talk to Richard. Richard, you're live with Under the Hood. Yeah, I'd like to tell you about the brand new car that I, the first brand new car that I ever had. It was in, it was 84. It was a uh, Chevrolet short bed, Chevrolet auto pickup. Yep. And great truck, except for a couple of minor blips on it. When I went down to pick it up, I ordered it. I ordered it to a bank that I was with. And then when I went down to pick it up, everything looked great. Walked around the truck before I drove off the lot with it. It was kind of sitting up. It was kind of not sitting real level on one side. So they, so down the road about a week or so later, I had to bring it back in. They did something with the, one of the front springs to level it up. And uh, then dur- during the walk around, while I was looking at the car around, it was a Silverado bottle. So it had like chrome wheel opening moldings, you know, the chrome that they used to have around yep, the wheel. Around wheel, wheel lips, yeah. Two of those off the back weren't even installed, so they ended up having to put brand new ones on the back. So it uh, it had a couple little blips on it, but other than that, it was a great car to, to drive around. So those kind of things, you know, the wheel at Mullen's not happening. I mean, it's kind of like here. We've had a few things come in different, too, here lately. I shouldn't say lately. It's kind of got it under control now, this, the uh, shortages and, uh, and the backlogs and all that kind of stuff. We've had different trucks calling with two different seats in them, two different headlights in them. I can remember uh, – Getting an F one fifty that had uh, the side badges were the it, the truck was supposed to go to Mexico had Spanish oh Spanish uh, stuff yeah, on it Spanish <laughs> stuff on it uh, I do remember that um, you know so it it certainly does happen for sure but uh, yeah you don't happen to still have the vehicle today do you I wish I did yeah. <laughs> it would be very valuable but unfortunately I. I did sell that after driving her about three or four years. Yeah, the, that era pickup, especially on the short bed side of things, has taken a huge, uh, I guess, a huge comeback. Or the value in those things is has gotten, uh, yeah, especially a short way, beds, way out of hand right now. <laughs> yeah, especially so, short beds. Yeah, trust me, I got a lot of cars every, I wish I'd kept and got rid of. Everything, everything on the transition was good, except. Uh, I did buy it from the Chevrolet dealer that was on East Douglas there that's no longer around. It's now, it used to be big dog motorcycles, but it was uh, the Chevrolet dealer before that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing the thing that meant me about all of it, the guy was kind of, I, I, I couldn't tell you who I dealt with, but the guy that, uh, when I did the walk around, he was kind of like a, kind of like snobby a little bit. So, I mean, it was obvious, uh, I mean, it's, it's not something I drove off a lot and then came back and, you know, they, they had any question that I was like, uh, jerking him around a bit, but he, he, uh, kind of was not, uh, kind of was not the best guy to, he's kind of like kind of being a snob about it a little bit. And that kind of put me off on that, on that dealership down there. So I mean, that's why they're not around anymore. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It probably is. But it, it's one of those deals, you know, it's how I look at those situations. We're not here just to sell you a car. Uh, when the issues come up, we have to be here ready for you and everything else too. And the quicker we solve that problem, the better off we are. And that's probably what it was. He didn't want to deal with having to get you service taken care of. He didn't want to get those moldings taken care of. We get the lean problem fixed out. He's trying to brush it off on somebody else. Didn't want to deal with it. That's, that's not, uh, that's not the adage we try to put around here at Mel's. That's for sure. Well, I think the the side of that is the sales sells the first car service sells everyone after that. I mean, that's, really that's, that's correct. Yeah. Kind of what, uh, 
what that is, but, uh, the, uh, did you, uh, order that truck or what did they have it already there? Well, there, there's a credit union right there at, uh, Tyler, Tyler and Caleb there. It's called Men America Credit Union. I was working at Learjet at the time. So when I was working at Learjet, they, they were, they were offering, uh, to buy, you could order a, a vehicle through the credit union there. And they were like offering like just a few hundred dollars over cost. So I went in there and I, uh, they had a checkoff list and, you know, I just ordered exactly what I wanted from the, right in the, uh, the credit union there. A few weeks later, then I get a call to come down to the Chevrolet. Well, actually, actually, I bought it from Holstein Chevrolet in Newton. There's, isn't there a Holstein Chevrolet used in to be. Newton? Or did there used to be? Used to be Holstein Chevrolet, yep. Right. That's, you know, I do remember my brother had to take me up and we picked it up at Holstein Chevrolet in Newton and drove it back down here. And then maybe that's why that guy got missed because I, I dealt with getting the mullings fixed here in town instead of driving all the way up there. I don't know. But anyway, I did, I did order that here, uh, in 84 and the truck drove great, looked great. It was black on black, black interior, black outside, looked beautiful. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, you guys might be getting a call from me because right now I'm in a rental car. I had a, I had a Nissan in a not too far distant past that, uh, the engine computer went out of it and they couldn't replace the engine computer. So. Right now, I'm in a rental car, and I'm on, I'm in the market for uh, getting something. So who knows? I might be out here a lot one of these afternoons uh, looking for something because when the, this engine computer went out on this Nissan, they couldn't they couldn't match it up. So basically, the car was like junk. Yeah, I mean, it controls everything. So right. Well, but that, that's us, my store as far as the new car goes. <laughs> I get it. So uh, let us know if we can help you. We got a lot of cars new and used out here to help you too. Our inventory levels are back where they need to be. Uh, not not where they need. They're better than they've been. Let's put it that. Not where I want them yet, but they're, I'm getting better uh, on the inventory levels and stuff. But if you need some help, whatever, or jump on our webpage mh4.com and see if you see something there you like. Tell you what, I'd like to get one of the Broncs, but I think it's a little out of my my money range right now. But uh, I'll t- I love those Broncos. Yeah, they are a cool car or cool. I shouldn't say car. They're a cool SUV. That's for sure. All right. Thanks, sir. Hey, have, thanks for the story. Have a great day, buddy. Okay. So Jesse Emmons, 1999 Grand Prix and Chris Cratcher, 1995 Toyota forerunner. we got all kinds of neat stuff coming in here. we got one more caller coming in. we get one more caller in, can't we, Josh? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get them uh, patched in. Get them patched in through who's coming up. What, uh, what yeah. blows me away? Uh, we got Jordan. I don't know if this is the Jordan or, oh, if, uh, no. well, it's regardless of the Jordan, it's the Jordan. It but, is yeah. the Jordan. Yeah. Just which Jordan? You, what blows me away? We talked about the Toyotas is the, those FJ cruisers and what the fault, the following behind those things are like, I don't, that is a unique looking vehicle for sure. And I don't know, just, there's a heck of a crowd that, that follows those things around. Not sure what that is either, but uh, I guess we'll, who knows, figure that out sometime or another. So uh, we're going to get Jordan on the line here real quick and uh, get him passed in here. See what's on Jordan's mind today and see if it is which Jordan this might be. I have a funny suspicion I know which Jordan it is. Do you, Josh? Maybe. Did you get a haircut high and tight? No. No. (laughs) All right. Uh, Just just checking it out, see if it'll work for you, Josh. 
Where's Jordan? Come on, buddy. Let's get on the phone here. We got things to do, people to see, things to go do, man. Waiting on Jordan to get fast in here real quick and stuff, too. So, got a lot of response today. Yeah, it's been good. You know why we're uh, talking about that and new vehicles? Uh, I am excited to see a 24 F-150. So I think we're yeah. just well, a couple of weeks away from that, probably. So. Yeah, I need to go see. Uh, I know I got a lot being built and everything else, too. I need to kind of see if anything's in, close to being shipping or anything else from that part to to get close if they've even done what they call the okay to buy which is okay to buy is when ford actually says okay we're shipping the vehicles meaning okay to buy it means us first dealers to buy the buy the units and stuff too so hopefully soon we've got some 24 f-150s coming off got a uh, got a deal the other day um so whenever they launch a new uh line like that uh they do quality control calls you know so first anything in service and so the first quality control car for the or call for those is the 16th or 17th of this month. So the, uh, they've got to be got to be very close. Yeah, got to be really close. And we'll um, get off, off the call here and stuff. I'm going to go get online and see if I can see that, where that's at. Anyway, Jordan must've hung up or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, not sure what he's what probably got. Yeah, if it is the Jordan Whitehead, he probably got scared. Didn't know what we were going to talk about. And he didn't <laughs> want to jump on here and have to take any flack. He probably wanted to hear about your haircut, Josh. And I beat him to the point and, and he beat it, beat him to the punch. Yeah. So, Hey, everybody, time is running out. Hopefully we'll see here in the next couple of seconds here. If Jordan could get past through or not, but, uh, need to thank a couple of sponsors, uh, that help us keep this show going each, every week, which is BG products, all the great preventative maintenance products we use right inside here at Mel Hamilton Ford. All the great stuff we do for with BG that's a great partnership. They come get cars off our lot every week and take them over to their R&D center and, and do the flushes and the different things on them and change the fluids and uh, keeping their products top-notch. And I promise you, if you put something of BG in your car, it's going to help make it more make it last many more miles. Big Corner Karate for all your advertising needs. Hey, anything to help your business. If you need a web page design, you need traditional advertising, you need Google advertising, whatever it might be to advertise your business, uh, race car wraps, vehicle wraps, window wraps, anything at all. Jesse's got a great crew of people down there to help you with all your advertising needs. Big Corner Karate. And also go to rent. Hey, the holidays are over. And guess what? Stan's got a great fleet of vehicles over there in the rental department now that can help you. If you don't want to get your car and put the miles on it, you need something bigger, you need a 12 or 15 passenger van, give Stan a call right inside here at Mill Hunt Ford at Go To Rent. I guess we're going to call it Quits on Jordan. Jordan must have got scared and couldn't hang on tight. So, everybody, everybody, happy new year to everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next Saturday, same time, 9 a.m.